What up, slags? Yo. Nice sound and beer there. Nice one. How's it going, Robbo? Okay. Just finished work. It's suddenly got hot. So, you know, it's time to have a nice cool beer. You are covered in paint. You were just saying there, the, um, the, the art piece that he's doing this week, which are going down a storm, by the way. Are they? Yeah. Everyone loves them. No, oh, that's good then. A few people have said they're going to put them in frames. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, once we're big and famous, it might be worth some money. Well, yeah, it could be. Maybe like 10p. 20p. <laughs> I'm doubling that. Doubling your 10. I'm going for 20p. So you're, so you're twice as optimistic. Start, might have to start selling them. <laughs> you could do. You could do, mate. So you've got gloss on it already. Yeah, I've got black gloss. So there's a bit of black gloss on it for the winner. This is going to be it's part of my art piece. So you know, you know, you got to go with the flow, haven't you? It's going to be covered in uh, in in residual paint. Yeah, and just uh, Rob's. You didn't even wash your hands. You're an animal. I, I don't care. I know you don't. You've got <laughs> paint on your head. I can barely see the uh, your work, your company logo underneath that. It's just it's just paint everywhere. It's because I frantically paint. That's why to get stuff done. It looks like your wanking t-shirt. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I um at work, uh, one of the lads uh, came into work like hungover in a rush, and he didn't have his he did couldn't find his like his work t shirt, and he came in with his wanking t shirt on. <laughs> with his wanking t shirt, fucking spunk stuff. <laughs> just you animal. Just didn't give a fuck. No choice. No choice. Apparently, you could have just come without in your top on. Can't you put on? Yeah, well, yeah, that would be better, <laughs> wouldn't it? I don't know. For business, you walk in bare top. I'm just doing your aircon. What the fuck? What's that? It's like it's silicon stains. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Uh, so we got some shout-outs. Want to go through them? Okay. Uh, Nathan Larkin, congratulations to him and his girlfriend Olivia. She's uh, she's pregnant. Hurrah! Um, first shout-out. Well, that's the first shout, isn't it? Really. Second shout. Ed Williamson. Ed Williamson. Um, he sounds he sounds like an old pr- uh, pr- uh, president to me. Ed Williamson. Ed Williamson the first. Yeah. Sean Vickers. Sean Vickers. He's going to be a vicar, surely. <laughs> from, chur- from the church. Uh, <laughs> Dave Evans. Dave Evans. Um, oh, no, it's Dawn. Dawn. Dawn Evans. Dawn Evans. Yeah. We can have a Dave as well. Could be. Dave and Dawn. May- may- maybe, you never know. He's, you know, Dawn's husband might be called Dave, if he, if she has a husband. Well, what happens is sometimes when I'm writing stuff down, it auto-corrects, or it goes, did you mean this? And then just puts it on. You're like, heart. no, I meant exactly what I typed. Yeah, if I spell a word wrong and it tries to correct it as the wrong word, that does my head in. I'm like, just fucking spell it wrong for me, you cunt. And yeah. I know exactly what I'm trying to write then. Yeah, then you should just say, you should just point at it and say, you're a daft cunt. <laughs> That's what you should do. And then, like, print it off and send it to people or whatever. Uh, we got Colleen Coglan. Colleen Cogland. Hmm. She sounds like a character from Willy Wonka. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a brilliant name. <laughs> <laughs> does it sound like a character from Willy Wonka to me? Colleen Coglan. Yeah, okay, yeah. Stephen Bell. Um, he's a bell maker. <laughs> is that got like a... Is that like ironmonger? A bellmonger. A bell end maker? He's a, be- <laughs> he's a condom manufacturer. Michael Dobson. Michael Dobson. Um, he sounds like um, someone who's just... He's got big, big glasses, like really thick glasses, sort of long hair, and he sits there, and he's he's got like a brick collection. A brick collection. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, sounds like a geezer who nicks dirt bikes off a council estate. Oh, does it? He got arrested. He's on the front cover of the paper. Really? Michael Dobson pretty, arrested yeah. for dirt bike theft. <laughs> Michael Hubery. Michael Hubery. Yeah. Um, he. Uh, Hubery. I'm trying to think. I don't know what to say about that one. I to be fair. Hubery. I'm fucking. I'm just this computer. Michael Hubery. I'm going to say he yeah. he he, um, not, he rolls dominoes. He rolls dominoes. Yeah. He rolls yes. rectangles. Yes. That's how talented he is. 
He rolls dominoes. Have you ever played dominoes? Yeah. I don't even know. what's what. How do you play it? What do you do? You meant to match up the numbers or something. <laughs> All I used to do was use it as like um, Lego, just build shit out of it. Yeah, we used to knock them over, don't, well, don't you? Yeah, knock them over. Have you seen some of them? Yeah, they're mental, aren't they? They go on for like 15 minutes, some of them, don't they? They act like electrical circuits, the they way that they work. There's like capacitors on. that yeah, stall, yeah. charge and stuff. It's brilliant. I've watched them for hours. You could do that, couldn't you? Like like a torture for someone, you know what I mean? You could, you could like set it up and then get, and just keep them still and go, if you move, you're going to knock this over. Like, and oh. it's going to lead all the way to that electrical switch, which is also going to electrocute you. Did you know there was um one? I don't know who it was. Can't remember. It was a, it was a horrible nasty see, serial see, killer. Yeah. And what he used to do is used to break break into people's houses. Um, all the serial killer fans are going to be going. How can you not know who it is? Because I don't, I don't, I don't really care who it is. I'm not into serial <laughs> killers. But yeah, he used to break in, like um, get the geezer, the bloke. So it's like a husband and wife. Yeah. Knock the bloke out, do whatever he did, rest him to the floor, and then he'd put like um, uh, kitchen plates and cutlery and glasses and mugs and shit on it on the on his chest and pile them up high, and then, and then he'd say, "I'm just going to go into your bedroom and uh, rape your wife, and if I hear any of them pots falling, I'm going to kill her." What a cunt! It's like a bite alarm, but for hmm. that's that's. Clever way of... Um, I mean, it's imaginative. Yeah, it's very very outside the box, I've got to say. Imagine that. I actually don't. It's horrible. I'm trying to think of a way now how you'd get away with it. What? By... By couldn't somehow knocking him over and not making a noise or trying to... Could you grab him? I don't know. Maybe from the top. It's not worth slowly. the risk, is it? You've clearly got a madman in your house. Why would you even bother trying? I know that you're... Your other half's not having a good time, but if the other option's death, you're probably better. I don't know. I, d- I can't possibly tell. I suppose it depends what mood you're in that day <laughs> and how much she's annoyed you. <laughs> I did say hello to Amy LaRoche. She's one of the snipers, mates. Yeah. And she said if we're ever down in Australia, she's going to take us drinking. Nice. Okay. Sounds good to me. And a shout out to Angie as well, because she's been sharing our um, podcast on like Facebook podcast pages. Right. And okay. She's got people listening. Sound. So uh, shout out to you. Good work. Well send done. It, send keep spread, yeah, keep sending out all these things and getting us loads of people who want to yeah. listen to us. And you know, if they don't, they don't. If it's they really, do, they um, do. it's really helpful though. That is, Andrew. So, yeah. so everyone Thank you very much. do that. So send us your address, Andrew, and we'll get you um, some stickers sent out. Yeah. That's not the social media winner. No, social media winner will be announced at the end. I'm guessing. Well, yeah, as usual. But I've wrote it down at the fucking beginning again, like a helmet. So I'll have to put that at the, <sighs> the end. It's just a calamity. So what they got to do if they want to win, Rob? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Savage. Not that. Um, they've got to basically share our latest episode um, release. So when we put out something about this episode, you share it and you get put in like a pot, really. And we just pick a name. When I say you put in a pot, we pick one at random, basically. It's not really a pot. It's imaginary. It's, imaginary. it's not real. Yeah, I've already got the name written down here. So they know it's not a pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no pot. But, but basically, yeah, it's randomly picked still. And also, we've had through the week. No one cares, but I'm, I don't know if I'm speaking to the people that are doing it, but we've had people messaging us. Well, one kid, I'm saying kid because these seem to be like young-ish teenage children. Right. Don't listen to it. Firstly, if that's you, you're not, don't listen. You're not supposed to be fucking listening to this. Yeah. Just turn it off. And if you're out there and, and you're not, just if you want to speak to us, send us more than a one-word message. More than like, hello. Yeah, hello, and, and don't just repeatedly spam us with stuff because you're not, we're not going to, I'll just block you. You see, the problem is... The problem is we, we've got full-time jobs and we do talk to people um, quite regularly. But I enjoy it. 
But the thing, the thing is, it's it's. Um, I know this is going to sound bad, but when it gets like um, really quick messages, when you work in the day, for instance, me painting and decorating, it's hard to look at your phone and then get back to work, and then it pings again and look at yeah. your phone. You can't do get anything done. So you know, if if you don't ever answer till like like four or thirty five o'clock, it's because usually we're working or yeah. whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, but more specifically, don't just ping us a load of nonsense. Yeah, don't just go hi. I am getting messages like hi. Mm. Well, what's that? Say if you want to speak, speak. Yeah. If you don't, don't. And he's not talking about you, Lily. I know she's going what? Because we've been talking. No, it's not that. Because I I just switched my phone off and. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Very jokey, Lily. All right, let's get on with the park. Let's do it. Big Bill Gates, mate. Big Bill. Big, big Bill. Big Billy. Big Billy. Big Billy. Billy loads of cash. <laughs> yeah, Billy dollars. <laughs> Not Billy no mates. His name, do you know what his full name is? William Henry Gates III. He sounds like he's a king already. Yeah, he is. And he's king of money, isn't he? No. Uh, mate, he's like, we're going to go into some of the, um, his... his so, so what's his name again, sorry? William Henry Gates III. So his name Bill Gates, his, his real name. Well, Bill short is for it? William. Is it? Yeah. Billy short for William. <laughs> wow. That's new to me. <laughs> that's new for me. I thought Bill was for Billy. <laughs> well, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense, but... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> that was, that's just blown my mind, to be honest. This, we're going to go into his his early life as normal. This is not going to be on Microsoft, but we're going to have to cover it. Microsoft's going to be a fair portion of this yeah. because it's of for obvious reasons. But... um. Yeah, it's it's not going to be. Uh, it's going to be the complete opposite of what we normally do in regards to people's childhoods. There's not going to be anybody getting abused or anything like that. He's uh he's had to be fair. He's had a pretty a pretty decent childhood. Didn't surprise me with a name like William the Conqueror the Third or something. <laughs> yeah, whatever his fucking name is. And to be fair, he's had a, an amazing life. If if he went out on the piss instead of deciding to graft and be an absolute genius, he would have still lived an absolutely sound life. Mm-hmm. He was minted. Was so he always minted? Was his family all minted it to start with? Yeah, well, he, he, he was born... What's that? He back fell off or something. He was born uh, in uh, October the 28th, 1955 in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, his dad, William Gates Sr., he was a lawyer. Okay. A pretty shit-hot lawyer, quite renowned, apparently. And his mom, Mary Gates, she was um, on the board of directors at banks and uh, also she was a teacher as well. She was well-connected. Yeah. She actually volunteered to be... A lecturer at, at like um, schools and universities when Bill's old man set up a, his lawyer, lawyer practice. Yeah. Because the cash was rolling in and she didn't have to work. But she wanted to. She wanted to help people. Even. She could have just chilled. Yeah. But thought, nope, we're getting involved. So his parents are obviously hardworking, clever and successful people. Yeah. And they brought him up with that in mind. And his granddad was also 
quite successful. He was, I think, he was the president of a bank. He set up a bank. Oh right, okay. So he's, yeah, he's already minted to start with. <laughs> yeah, success was in the family. Yeah, let's yeah. just say that. So do you think he was always destined for yeah, success? Yeah, he's or always, he's always going to have that little help nudge. Um, but does that mean you're going to do well though? Um, well, I suppose you get people who just go off the rails, don't you? As could well, have been a record. Yeah, he could have been a complete record. But I don't know. I suppose it's like you say, it's the way they've been brung up and. Um, the influences on their life, which make them become who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're rich or not. If if you know if your dad's the fucking king of England, you know what I mean. You could still turn up being a complete smackhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't matter. Or you could become like a, like a super king of England. You yeah. know what I mean? So well, his parents were sound, and he seemed sound, and he was brought up well. And yeah. Everything turned out obviously well for him. Nice. Uh, so yeah, they were. I wouldn't say they were. I don't know how wealthy they were, but even before his Microsoft. Success. He could have had anything he wanted, but his parents kept kept him thirsty for his for his own success. They could have could have done whatever they wanted, but um, I think the only thing they really splurged on was his education. Yeah. I don't even think really splurging is the right sort of word, but yeah, they they shelled out for it. Let's just say that. Yeah, he's got two sisters. He's got an older sister called Christiane, and he's got a, a younger sister called um, Libby Elizabeth. Um, he went to a normal public school at first. Yeah, and he got really like. Seriously, bang into maths and science. That was his, you know, he's like a numbers man. I suppose that makes sense for what he made. He's Bill Gates, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's not into art. No. But that didn't get him his money, did it? Well, so. I suppose even like software coding is a form of art, but he'd sort of, you know, he was, uh, he was solidly into the mathematics. Yeah, yeah. And science and logic being one of the main things. It's not like the other subjects he wasn't into, but they were, I suppose, relatively mundane and boring. Important, right. but. They didn't really yeah. get his interest. Yeah, he just didn't give a fuck about it. He had his. He basically was already focused on what he wanted to do. Really, didn't he? Yeah, he just knew this is interesting. There's scope for improvement in this. Let's go with this. He got bullied at school as well, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't chop people up like we say. Well, you know, that's, that was could have been the next thing he could have done. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, he could do it if he wanted he to. Probably, he probably had some people butchered, y- but not by him. Financially butchered, maybe like competition, maybe. Maybe so. What, you reckon he's bumped someone off? Maybe, maybe. Might bump someone off. Why not? If you've got 50 billion quid. And the rest. And someone's has- giving you hassle on social media. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. This, keep, this fucking keeps spamming me on YouTube. Yeah. Write him off. Yeah, k- kill him. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? No, Notoriously known for, like, the, the social media killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his serial killer, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zuckerberg just ends up dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as someone goes, oh, I hate that Bill Gates. And it's like, great, like. Clicking his fingers, get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> he could do. I mean, no doubt, he could, no diggity doubt, he could get away with it if he wanted to. Um, I think he got bullied mainly because he was a really skinny, tiny little lad. Like even his, in his twenties, he looked like he was thirteen. No one took him seriously because he looked so young. But his parents taught him to be extremely ambitious. Yeah, they encouraged him to do the best he could at absolutely everything he applied himself to. And competition was thoroughly in his blood and his family's blood because, like during the summer, they'd have their own. Uh, Olympic Games at one of their houses by a lake, apparently. And they, <laughs> they, they'd um, the own Olympic Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real. I like it. They'd invite friends and family to to come over and participate in, like you know, like a week long series of events. And the winners get prizes, and the losers get chastised. You know, <laughs> trying to make him stay ahead of the curve. And he was um, <laughs> he was really good at cards. He used to play cards with his sister, and he, right. th- like they'd even race to do puzzles, like simple puzzles, like who can do it the fastest. 
Okay, yeah. So it was just like always a competition, basically. Everything was like a competition. Very friendly, very yeah. friendly, but com- competition and yeah, yeah. being competitive was. That's was probably good, though, isn't it? For the reason why he's become what he has, I yeah. suppose. Uh, I read he also played two board games at, at once. He played Risk and Monopoly <laughs> simultaneously. It's like the human computer. No wonder the computers came out of him. Yeah, it's just, it's like, it's like yeah, that's amazing. Play two games at once. Yeah, two board. And Risk was his favourite game, favourite board game, which like is Risk. world domination. Yeah. Go figure. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. So he's uh, he's already got that on, on his mind. He's already, uh, well, he's done it, hasn't he? He's like, yeah, I'm Big Bill. I've done it. He's that, again, but in reality, it's all mine. Do you know what? I, I've had enough of these computers to switch off Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every satellites fall out of yeah, the sky. Yeah, everyone would be like, no. Power grid goes off. Why do you do it? Because your apocalypse. Bored. Got bored of it, that's why. He's really good at poker as well. Is he? Mm. Mm. That explains a lot, doesn't it? Poker face. Yeah. He was an exceptionally intelligent child. And um, I think but I think that was apparent to it. From what I could see, from documentaries I watched and what I read, that was apparent to anybody who met him. He, he seemed to be different. He was a kind of arrogant child in some way. Not a prick, but just... You know when you meet like super clever people and they just don't seem to be... Normal, you're like, something up with you, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking mad genius, yeah, yeah, you peasant, yeah, get out of my presence. I'm, I can't be asked of you, yeah, that sort of thing, yeah, yeah, that's what he's like. He also read like a mofo, he's yeah. like reading whole encyclopedias just for the crack of it, just because he can. Well, yeah, why not? It's knowledge. Could he read two books at once? He could read five books at once, mate. Would it be quicker than that robot? What was that approach? Johnny, it? what was it? Johnny? When we used to just flip through and go, done, yeah, input, yeah, he's like a human, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was that Johnny what was it Johnny Five Alive is that him I don't know it was just a weird robot thing and they got an Indian remember that character it's an Indian character and they got a white guy to play it and he put on his Indian accent no I don't remember that really yeah (laughs) racist (laughs) isn't it incredible yeah (laughs) just get it what I mean come on yeah if if it's meant to be an Indian character why don't you get an Indian character a real Indian Indian, <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. The white guy just well, um, just get a white guy to put an accent on, be fine. Yeah, it'll be, that'd be okay. It's all acceptable. His mum said that like there was, she, I read it a few times, sort of in a lot of documentaries that she he'd disappear for hours into his bedroom. Yeah. She'd be like, "What are you doing?" I think he was probably having a Tommy Tank up there. Well, why not? But he'd shout down, "I'm ju- I'm thinking, I'm just thinking." Yeah, but he is. He's thinking hard over someone. <laughs> thinking really, really hard as a. I mean, what do you think a thirteen or fourteen-year-old lad, teenage lad, doing in his room for hours on end? And he said, <laughs> "I'm thinking." And his <laughs> mom went, he was really clever. Now you just fell he for it. He was thinking hard. <laughs> he said very he li- hard. He said he liked reading because, rightly, he points out he said it stimulates innovative thinking, and it and it, well, he's immensely curious. Um, yeah. I mean, that's obvious from the, from the get-go. And he says in later life that reading is still the main way I, I both learn new things and test my understanding. So, like, he had, like, a, a broad scope of knowledge to start with. But as, as his insights grew through self-teaching, yeah. he became increasingly cu- curious and would go to high-tech exhibitions in Seattle. We're talking, like, in the 60s here, so... High tech's not, it's like a pencil, really. It's about as high tech as it's going to get. Yeah, yeah. And it exposed him to, to new technology, like cutting edge technology shit. And as you'll see, back at, back in the, the day, this is sort of the 1960s and 1970s, his thoughts on software were quite esoteric. Nobody was really thinking like he was. You know, like he's thinking, you know, I can create software that can do things never seen before in human history. Yeah. And most people didn't even know what software was. Yeah. He was like ahead of the game by a long shot. It's like, yeah. I mean, he had to wait for computers to catch up with him. 
I mean, we'll get into that as we go through, but a lot of people didn't really have any concept of what he was talking about. Okay. And he was like, listen, bitches, you'll see. I'm one, Bill Gates. One day, one day you'll see my bank account and you'll listen to me. <laughs> you won't see it because it's so massive. It'll go around the earth, all the zeros. <laughs> was the, um, what's the, the thing where apparently if he drops two grand, there's no point in picking him up or something? We'll see in a bit. Something I've got like all that, these stunning Bill Gates financial statistics. But you would though, wouldn't you? It doesn't matter. You'd nah, get fuck it, man. I would. I'd okay, still lose two grand. If I'm, it's still my two grand. Still want it. Yeah. But fuck you lot. Mate, he's so unbelievably rich. It's insane. I remember watching it's a like thing. Basically, the world's free. Everything's I'm, free. I remember watching a thing. I think it was in the 90s. Well, I watched it in 2000s, but he it was like the late 90s. He was on a talk show, and he was, um, I think he was on it for 28 minutes or something, and he earned like 1.2 million quid or something. They said, you've, in this interview, you've earned about 1.2 million quid. What do you think? And he was like... It's well, it just happens. Yeah, it doesn't mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 it yeah. Doesn't mean anything to me. So wealthy, it's, I mean, fucking whatever, man. It's ridiculous the amount of money that's coming in. Oh, it mad. really is. So being exposed to science and maths combined with computers, like you know, seeing these high tech fairs, kind of unlocked his mind to the potential of of computer software, and this did actually have an effect on his personality. Okay. He became completely obsessed with the idea of, uh, you know, of software innovation and, yeah. and became a bit of a loner, isolating himself from people. It and he actually though. had counselling. Well, it worked though, didn't it? I don't care if you get, become a loner for a bit and you come out of a bank account with like 52 billion quid in it or whatever it is. You times that by two. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then And then, you know, you go, well, there's a reason why I was a loner for a bit. Have you seen my bank? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. I don't need you. That, like. my, that my granddad owns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put it all in his bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have to, wouldn't you? Ah! So everyone's just getting minted in his family all the time. Constant. But I think the um I think in my opinion, that's when you're a crazy mad child genius, that's kind of like just what happens when you're uploading, you know, all that data into your mind. Yeah. He hasn't got time for, for bike riding and fishing. No, no. He just he's just thinking, you know. I need to make things and do things. Well, he's, he's literally, he's seen the actual future of computing and he's about to take over the computing world. So his vision, he knows that his vision is is attainable if he just graphs. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how he know he knew it. He just knew, probably, probably just did. Maybe it's, like we say, mentality from the family. But, like, obviously, his was, like, like <laughs> supreme, so to speak. I'm, I don't know whether he actually, I don't know whether he did whether he was aware of how much he's going to change the world, but he knew that it was definitely an avenue worth exploring. His parents begin to think that he was his public schooling wasn't challenging enough because he was retreating into his room and becoming, you know, isolated and lonely. Mm. They um they thought it was possibly too limited because he just wasn't interested in in the subjects his classmates were, you know, getting mm. geography or whatever. Yeah, you know, learning to count to it's ten. I don't give like, a fuck about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand it. Don't matter. It's that so sort of thing. So when he was thirteen, they enrolled him at an exclusive private school called Lakeside in Seattle. Okay. And at Lakeside, he met one of the most important people in his life, and that bloke was called um, was Paul Allen, and he was he turned out to be the, the co-founder of Microsoft. Right. And apparently, the pair of these these two lads together, they were competitive as fuck, which really helped sharpen their programming skills because they like push each other on to, you know, more than the teachers could. Because yeah, the teachers yeah. didn't know what the, what was going on after time with these lads, they were just on their on, the, on another level. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, there's like you say, he's, sometimes it's good though to have that, isn't it? Obviously, because it's worked really well for him. So, well, he said Lakeside was one of the best things that have ever happened to him. He said I can directly trace the founding of Microsoft back to my earliest days there. Right. Initially, he didn't want to go to the school because teachers had to they were called masters, 
You had to wear a shirt, tie, and a blazer. Apparently, he had to attend. Uh, I think he had to go to, like church every morning. Oh God! And he wasn't having any of that, so he, he almost deliberately failed the entrance exam. I mean, that shows I, how clever he is. Yeah, he just like I ain't doing that. It's it's an esteemed private school that probably cost twenty grand a term, and he's like, nah, might just fuck this up on purpose because it looks boring. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't blame him. I knew a lad at college that would do that. He would d- he'd get one question wrong on purpose just so he wouldn't get a hundred percent. And I was like, "What? Why are you doing that?" He was, you know, they'll think I'm cheating. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> if you can get a hundred percent, get a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You mad genius. Yeah, just what are you doing? What are you playing at? What are you playing at, son? It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Some people are like, what? Some people are just like that. They're like, a, they can be. They're like, um, they're like really like accomplished on on the violin by the age of twelve. They can play the piano, like marathon like runner, firefighter yeah. jet, black belt in jiu-jitsu. Age, age of six can like fucking, you know, do like backflips like yeah. galore. You know what I mean for like ten miles straight. You know, like, how do you do that? And I'm digging at worms in the garden and picking my nose. Yeah, and they're back engineering. You know, doing like the, put, swallowing the worm and pulling out your nose, and <laughs> doing the old uh, between your nose and your mouth trick. I can do that with um, like uh, laces, like licorice lace. I oh, can you? I've got a picture of myself doing it. Oh, cool. How do you do it? So you have to sort of swallow it and then <laughs> yeah, shove it up your nose and just sniff. And just keep, and keep doing sniffing that. until you feel it tickling at the back of your mouth and then just hock it up and then keep like hocking it up and feeding it up your nose and eventually you can grab it and you can pull it out. Oh, cool. <laughs> you see? You see? That's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While Bill Gates is making billions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at Lakeside School... This is where he kind of got exposed to computers for the first time, like properly hands-on sort of stuff. He knew about computers and their applications through going to technology fairs, but um, computers back then were massive machines, huge things and extremely expensive, and not many schools had access. But because, you know, this is a, an exclusive private school, mm-hmm. they had one, and it was like as big as a room. And apparently the school teachers didn't really know how to use it. Uh, so not only did Lakeside have a computer, they actively encouraged the students to work on it, full access. And it was because of this that, you know, like um, a, a bright, curious 13-year-old Bill Gates became mad upset, like completely obsessed with computers and, and software. So much so that he'd, he'd climb out of his bedroom window at night and break into school just to work on computer coding. Like breaking into study. <laughs> breaking into school. Yeah. That's dedication. And there's me in my garden with a, uh, a licorice lace up my nose. Coming out my <laughs> <laughs> it's just a worm or licorice lace. Uh, means a lot, doesn't it? Eh? It does. It's, times are good. Times <laughs> are good. <laughs> so the, he said that the importance of this school cannot be underestimated. The experiences and insight Paul Allen and I gained at Lakeside gave us the confidence to start a company based on a wild idea that nobody else would agree with at the time. And that was that computer chips were, importantly that is, were going to become so powerful that computers and computer software would become a tool that would be on every single desk in every home. So even as a 13-year-old child, he could see the effects of Moore's Law, which is computer power doubling every two years. Um, And there was a comment, actually, by one of the co-founding members of of, um, IBM, and it, so it went something like this. that the, I think he said that there's a world demand for maybe five computers. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was something like that. I can't see anything more than, was it five or 12 or something, something random like that, wasn't it? Like 12 computers. Mm. And now like this, you, you can't help but have more than 12 in your house. It's probably about 15 on this desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably I'm st- still don't know how to use them. Yeah. It's like he, um, he, he, could, he could see, he could use his observations of 
of science and coding, and he he, he knew that this was going to exponentially improve on itself every year, and it's going to get he to knew, a point when he? it's going to be there. He yeah. knew he just he had faith that it was going to do what it was going to do. You know he, what I mean? And he probably didn't fully know the impact it would have, but you know, Big Bill and Paul Allen, even though they were thirteen, they saw the potential. They were they like, saw this, it. Is, "This is it." How how have the adults not done this? This is this is the way forward in life. I don't doubt that he would have gone to do big things, but what do you think if like the circumstances are any different? I mean, Microsoft wouldn't be there, but he would have done something. He must. He would have done. Yeah, he would have. Well, he, he clearly he clearly would have been up there with something. He may not obviously have. He would have been obviously some programmer for someone else, probably like Steve Jobs' programmer or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good if point. He, if he decided, I don't want to do, don't want to be a, start my own business, he probably would be. He'd probably be somewhere like that, wouldn't he? So it? you think if he didn't have the drive, say he came from a different family and he had the brain power but didn't have the drive, he probably would have sat back on his laurel, shown talent. He probably would have made a shitload of money still, but not, not just work for someone else. Obviously, fuck it. Obviously, yeah, not as much as he's got because it's like ridiculous. It's fucking crazy, isn't it? I'd like to see that in one dollar bills stacked up, how high it would be. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure when Could we have try a, and work it out. Like we'll like have a brand new one, so the really flattened notes. You know, what I mean? not like out. old ones. I'll find out when we get another beer in a bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll, that's got that has to be there. That has to be there. Yeah, it's probably to the moon and back a hundred times. Wasn't <laughs> did that just just pound notes? It's in, it's insane, mate. His wealth. I mean, you're not going to believe the stats when we go into it. They're crazy. It's like money doesn't mean anything. He's that rich. Yeah. Well, there's there's got to be that point in there where you pass it and go. Well, it doesn't really mean anything. Money now. Yeah. It's you may as well just go. You know. Right, how's, how's it going? Free. Right, <laughs> yeah, wait. It's like a million pounds worth of penny. Yeah, that's what it's like. It may as well be. You yeah. know what I mean, if he's got fifty-two billion, just say. I know you're saying it was double that, right? You know what I mean. If, if you took one percent of that, that's still some, what five hundred. Is that five hundred twenty thousand pound or, or five point two million or something? If I could do maths like that straight off my head, I'd be Bill Gates. I think. It, <laughs> I think. Well, I think it'd be. I think it'd be like it would be. I think it might be one point two million. I don't know. No, five point two million. I've forgot even what you. Asked. I haven't even. What did you even? Fifty two billion quid. What was? Uh, I don't know. One percent of that. It probably be like. It probably is five point two million. Yeah, it is five point two million. Yeah. Whatever. One percent. Bill it's Gates 5. is just going. There's a reason why you two are sitting there, and I'm here. Well, if you're listening, Big Bill, we could do with some cash to help this podcast, and we'll promote you more. We'll do a bit <laughs> yeah. more. Uh, I know Microsoft you need work. it, mate. I know you need it. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, no one really, you know, there's people who listen and go, "I've never heard of Microsoft." <laughs> yeah. Who are they? What, more, what do they do? Do they make sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> they make soft spread but- butter. Or, but, or, or yeah, but or Windows. I've, I've seen Windows, but. Is it a window cleaning business? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most most successful one on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, at Lakeside School, instead of the teachers were like, instead of hiring external professional programmers to teach the kids how to, to figure out computers, they actually just said to the kids, you know, just go for it. Yeah, yeah. Just do whatever you need to do. Nice. And this is where Bill Gates and, and Paul Allen wrote software code that computerized the school's class schedules, which is a world... For, they just did it for a crack. Yeah. Just did it. Um, Lakeside was so impressed with the software that their, their students uh, just seemingly made appear out of nowhere, which they had. It came out of their brains. They bought it off the lads for four and a half grand. When he's 13, he sold his first piece of code. Okay, that's pretty cool. And that's, well, that's an incentive. Even if he didn't, ha- he obviously had this incentive to do it to begin with. But to someone to get his four and a half grand for that, he would have gone, hey. Hmm, yeah. Ting! 
money, this, cash, money, cash, hose. What? what? If like if the, is this, he's probably thinking, if this computer is quicker, I could do a lot more. And if if I can make it a bit more complicated, I can it can like tell when someone's breathing or not, <laughs> which he can. Yeah. But he also used his coding skills to his advantage because after he programmed the schedules, like the class schedule, he'd al- he'd always put himself in with like the fittest girls. So he's constantly in classes, just surrounded by the girls he liked. Yeah, so good lad. Yeah, he, wor- he basically he, you know the perks of the job. I and think that's the way I'm saying it. And he also used fundamental errors in the code that the computer came programmed with to manipulate the system so he'd get free computer time. So we could hack it, you mean? Yeah, he, like, he hacked it. He hacked like... It's, it's insane. Yeah. How do you even know how to do that? We're not talking... We're talking like um, a screen that's, you know, the size of a matchbox. Yeah. It's about 18 feet and it's green. <laughs> it and all back the, about 18 feet. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just numbers it's just, and yeah, it's commas and dots. <laughs> and he's like, well, how are you doing this, you mad fool? This was brilliant, mate. Yeah, good work to him. So as well as as business orientated programs, Big Bill wrote computer games because he was like, "Oh yeah, these are going to be big as well." Yeah, yeah. You just don't know it yet, but they will. I mean, what games did he make? His first was a noughts and crosses or tic tac toe for our people that call it tic tac toe listeners. And the player would play against the computer, and when he demoed it to the teachers, they were like, "What the actual fuck? Yeah, like, how, are how are you doing, doing this? Yeah, what have you done? It's like 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 a witch or something." Yeah. So as soon as he got hands-on experience with the computer, yeah, he, he was away. Yeah, yeah, he was gone. Everyone was like, "On their how knees. are you doing this?" Him. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "I just need more better. I need better computers and faster chips." Yeah, you're simple. holding me back. Yeah. And his brain's going. Brrr. Yeah, I can do all sorts of shit. Watch. <laughs> so he set up the. Um, him and Paul Allen set up the Lakeside School Programmers Group, where like-minded students could come and express ideas. Like, what, what do you reckon? Do you reckon this will work? Do you reckon that will work? It's like a think tank, basically. And I think the kids that attended that, they kind of knew that this was more important than school. And he wanted to drop out of Lakeside and set... I mean, he's like 15 here. He wanted to drop out and set up his own business. And he's like, school's not teaching me anything. I've seen the light. I'm the one teaching me the stuff that I need to do to get the world in the place that I want it to be in. Right. So at 15, he set up a company with Paul Allen called Traffo Data, and it was a company that monitored road traffic patterns in Seattle. So he's probably just looking for really simple applications um, from driving around with his parents, probably to or from school. Because they used to like, you've probably seen them, there's like, you see tubing across roads, like black tubing that goes across the road, two of them close together. Yeah. And it mo- that, that kind of, um, th- that's a pneumatic sensor that monitors the volume of traffic. And what he, and back in the day, in, like in the 60s, that the cars would go over these tubes and send a pneumatic pulse of air, which would punch a card. And then engineers would come and pick up the card and then crunch the data into machines. Yeah. And it was quite labor intensive, but that was the only way he, that they could do it. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, no, nah, that's bollocks. So these two lads from a local school, they were like 15, contacted the, the local council or whatever and said, listen, this is what you need to use. This computer system doesn't require like one person to run it. Yeah, you don't need like fifteen people running around it's, or whatever. It's dead cheap, and it's going to do all the work for you. It's going to free up a lot of resources. It's cheaper and it's faster. And because they only had software experience at the time, they had to get a mate called Paul Gilbert. He was an electrical engineering student to build them a computer. Right. Okay. Because um, he's a software bloke, not a computer bloke. Yeah. yeah. And they made twenty grand selling that. Right. Okay. Just counting like traffic patterns, so they could modif- modify um, timing signals on on traffic lights to okay. ease traffic congestion. And it's just a simple process now, obviously, but back then everyone was like, "What?" It's about twenty grand, man. Do you know what I mean? It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. 
So I think his wealthy background helped him in the sense that he wasn't driven by money. No. He didn't do that for the 20 grand. No. He just knew that it, that when the money comes in, he knows he's on the right track. It's not It's not the case that um, it, it, he needs the money. He just knows when 20 grand lands on the table because he's made something, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's like um, innovation and progress yeah, yeah. are driving him. Mm-hmm. Not the money cash. Money cash. Money Even cash. Though, what? Even though he probably was slightly driven by that at first, I reckon. Once, I reckon it would have been like a 20 grand. I know he's got probably loads of money to start with, but like, you know. I made e- that. Easy, yeah. I made that. I made that easily because he's wow. so clever. You know yeah. what I mean? It easily made that. I'll just do something else. He graduated from Lakeside School in 1973 with almost perfect grades and uh, immediately he, uh, he wanted to start his own company with Paul Allen and his parents were like, mate, you're like 15. You can't do that. Mm. You've got to carry on with your studies and he ended up joining Harvard, Harvard University. How terrible for him. Yeah, it must be hard. No, you're not allowed to set up a company. You've got to go to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he, he studied law and computer science which apparently frustrated him because he felt going to Harvard was holding him back. Right, okay. Which is yeah, yeah, but it, uh, now before you said that, I was thinking that I bet he thought that because he b- because he obviously he's been building all these programs and they're just teaching him how to make the make certain programs. And yeah. He's like, well, I know all this, yeah. I know all this. You you slow me down here, just so I can get a piece of paper to say yeah, I passed. Well, when he went there, he actually toyed with the idea of becoming a lawyer, like following in his in his dad's footsteps. Yeah, and he's like, nah, fuck that, man. And then there's the reason why they call them dollar bills, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he didn't socialise that much. I mean, I don't think Harvard's a university where, or college, where um, everyone goes out on the piss every single day. It's probably a bit more highbrow and yeah, there might be a few academically like driven. That, but yeah. yeah, I think that one's a, that's not like it's not like um, something you get in like Aston or something like. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A place near us where everyone's just on the wreck all the time. Yeah, puking up in a bin at you four know, in the morning. You've got to go to uni tomorrow. What? Kebab on your head. You've been what? at uni for two years, have I? <laughs> Shit, I better do some work then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spent pretty much all his time in the computer lab because they had an on-site um, uh, actual laboratory where he could just do shit. And he was writing code and just being a general badass. Mm-hmm. And when it came to his course exams, apparently he'd just go, oh, fuck, I've got an exam tomorrow. Cram like fuck through the night and then uh, and then just like pass the... He'd like, utterly piss the exams and fall asleep halfway through after completing them early. And then just go, whatever, I don't need it. Yeah, Back yeah. to the lab. There you go. It's like the exams and the gradings were a currency to keep him in the school yeah, just yeah. because the computer was there. Yeah, if yeah. he had one of them computer labs in his house, he wouldn't have bothered going yeah, to that. Yeah, he would have gone, fuck that, I'm, off. I'm doing my own thing. He, he kind have, of, I'm making Microsoft. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, yeah, you, yeah, had yeah. To, you had to do the coursework just to fucking stay there, so he had access to it. It's just fucking... But nobody was like... Nobody was on the same page as him in regards to thinking about software. So what he had to do is he had to... In order to make people see the scope of what his work could be, he had to get their attention... Um, and like until this point Gates and Allen were restricted by computing processing power and availability because you know computers weren't that common they were quite rare but then it changed and we'll get to how it changed which is fucking brilliant as yeah. we get another beer
his yeah. big his big break came in um, 1975. Now, apparently, Paul Allen saw an image of the the world's first PC on the cover of Popular Electronics magazine, mm-hmm. and it was called the the Altair 880, and it was created by a company called Micro Instrumentation and Telemetry Systems, which is a really catchy name, or MITS. Let's just call it that. Yeah. It doesn't look like a computer. It just looks like a weird site. So I, I mean, I don't know. Just Google it if you're, if you're bothered. It's a screen. Is there a no, screen? No, it doesn't even come with a screen. It's, it's just, just like, a, like cogs. Not even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've bits of throwing coal at the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Handle yeah, yeah. to turn. You've got two men chucking coal in. you got you got a couple of men sitting on a seesaw. <laughs> yeah. Sprinkle some fairy dust on it. Yeah. And it works. There we go. So um, Paul Allen showed the, the article to Bill. And they realised at this point that computer hardware was on the verge of being mass-produced and the gap for the software that they were writing was all too apparent. The Gates saw the potential of this computer combined with this software. So he and Paul Allen contacted MITS and they said, listen, lads, we've written an operating system that runs your Altair 880. And like in reality, that was complete bullshit. Right, okay. Gates and Allen didn't even have an Altair because it had only just been released. Yeah, yeah. And they hadn't even written the code for it. Yeah, yeah. But they kind of thought, fuck it, we're just going to just blag it and yeah, see if and it just works. See what they say, yeah. See what, yeah. They just wanted their attention and, and they got it because MITS, the president, um, Ed Roberts, he agreed to meet up with them and he said, okay, bring your software so you can run it on a demo on our system running on the Altair. And they were like, okay, no worries. We'll see you in two weeks. And they were like, fuck. Yeah, so they had to go and get one of those computers, I'm guessing, to start with. What they did, so over the next two weeks, they worked their asses off. The the first thing they did is they built an Altair emulator. It was a a computer that replicated how the Altair 880 worked. Right, okay, so they built that first. They built that, well, they had nothing to run the software on. Right, yeah. So they had to build an emulator. (laughs) Right, okay. And then they wrote the software that they told MITS that they already had. Yeah. And then they, um, they met up with them and demoed the software in the company's head office in February 1975. And when it was uploaded to the Altair, that was the first time it had ever been tested. So so they're blagging it, obviously, completely again. Yeah. So as you can see here, and they go, fucking hell, thank God, yeah. that's turned up. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, <laughs> just, they just turned up. They went, okay, put your your massive floppy disk in. And he went, clonk, turn it on. They were like, beep, 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 and it worked. I wouldn't, they were be like, surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that, but the black dude with the big cock comes up, you know that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, ah, ah, <laughs> in the background. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, that's money message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it ran perfect. I mean, it's fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they were adjusting code um, on the on the aeroplane out there. I'm not sure how you could fucking do it. They have a laptop from the future or something on their lap. Maybe. I don't know, but I think they were just maybe paper. Matt, maybe Matt Groening um, come back from the f- from the future and said, here's one of these, Bill. Can you do this because you're going to make loads of money? Because apparently he no, can, he's a time traveller, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a Simpsons episode on you doing this. Yeah. What? <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So, so you could kind of blag it though as well, even if it went a bit wrong. You go, oh, there's... But if you've got some things in motion and it's working a bit, <clears> you know, right, we've got some teething problems there, but you can see where we're coming from here and... and well, it was their own computer code language. It was called yeah. I think it was called Basic. But the um, the staff at MITS were obviously mad impressed by these lads in their early twenties. Yeah, yeah. So they bought the software for three thousand pound plus or dollars plus royalties. So whoever you know, they get an extra like I don't know, fifty, 50 cents pence or whatever every time someone buys a system or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. But that moment was like an atomic bomb moment in computing because that was the genesis of of Microsoft and really the beginning of PCs. So Gates, who was a small, skinny dude, he looked 11, 
he knows the opportunities there. And now he can see that the technology is available to propagate his ideas and products. More powerful chips are are being made capable of running even increasingly more powerful code. Yeah. Until that moment, he was stumped because it was he had to rely on chips that didn't exist, but not now. They were there. So he immediately dropped out of Harvard, which sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, but they're like, what? And he's yeah. like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, fuck, I'm out of here. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Because you had enough. Well, yeah, but also, I've just I've sorted my life out. So you, you're not teaching me I don't, I don't need, yeah. You, you slow me down. <laughs> I've taught myself this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, a lot of tech guys drop out of of um, college and university. But it wouldn't surprise me because if they've got an idea and they've kind of been told um, to do it like this, they go, no, I know how to do it and this is how I'm going to do it. So you can swivel and, you know. Well, Michael Dell, the um, the founder of Dell Computers, he dropped out. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk. Muskie. Oh, the Muskerizer. Muskatoid. I think the lads who set up Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg, they all dropped. They never... Completed the courses. Oh, it's because they kind of got an idea of what they're doing, mm. and they're like, "This, well, this is not what I want to do. This is bullshit. I know, I know, this is going to work." And you know, just I'm guessing it's just a, a thing, isn't it? And you know, maybe I should just do it and drop out, and then just hopefully invent something <laughs> yeah, and make fucking billions. Invent it before we drop out. I think yeah, that's yeah. So micro instrumentation and telemetry systems were so impressed by these lads, they hired them. Because they wanted new software for their computers on the reg now. So on April the 4th, 1975, Bill Gates and Paul Allen set up a little company. Probably heard of it. It's called Microsoft, I think. Um, micro, mic, micro, soft, so, so, uh, oft. micro, sift. It was a um, <laughs> micro, micro, Microsoft. Wasn't very successful. No. It was a combination of microcomputer and software. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even back then they had a vision like before Microsoft was set up they said there's going to be a computer on every single desk in every home yeah people are like you're mad have you seen how big they are you want it on a desk <laughs> yeah yeah you need an extra four floors in your house to yeah. fit one of these in so he said yeah, see, I, I love the idea I love the how how Microsoft that one of the biggest most successful and lucrative companies mm. on the planet was created by two lads in, in their dorm room just just blagging it basically yeah, yeah well, the, well they knew how to do it but they didn't do it basically until they'd done it yeah I know it sounds weird saying it like I know that what you but mean. they kind of went yeah we've done this we've done that we've done this and then someone's gone high up has gone really let's have a look then and they've gone oh shit yeah it's like they say if you give us the opportunity we can do this yeah but what they did is they it's just more of a challenge for them though but like you say if they're both fighting each other like no not fighting each other but like you know, urging each other on, trying to spur each other. That's probably more of a thrill for them to say, yeah, we c- we've done this, we've done this and that. And when they go, oh, yeah, can we have a look at it? And in a week's time, they go, yeah, okay. And they go, right then, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, Gary Allen, yeah. yeah. Paul Allen's lesser known brother. Yeah. We've, we've got a fucking challenge here. <laughs> you know, we want to outdo each other, but we've got to fucking make like computers which dominate the world. Yeah. Basically. And they fucking did. Yeah. So he told his parents he dropped out of Harvard and they were like, um, okay. And actually supported him. Because okay. like his success in programming was... They, they, they must have known by that point, though, because if he's already made money doing this and that, they've, they've gone, yeah, and he, he he's on to like, something here. He yeah. was like, trust me, the yeah, scope yeah. of this is massive. Yeah, You're not yeah. even seeing the applica- the potential applications of where this is even going to go. It's beyond what we can even think. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, all right, then. They said, he said, if it goes wrong and the company fails, I'll go back to Harvard and finish my studies. Mm-hmm. And he, he never went back. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. So at the time, in the mid-70s, the early computer scene was full of hobbyist kind of tinkerer-type dudes who sh- like openly shared crude DIY code, yeah. as well as copying code, and they also copied Microsoft um, software. 
Yeah. And Bill was directly against this. And we're talking the uh, really early, early. Yeah. The scene was... So they nicked his codes, But basically. it was like a handful of people. Yeah, yeah. We're not even talking... You know, when Microsoft are saying, we're not happy with you stealing our code. We don't think of giant Microsoft. Yeah, think of him when there's... Yeah, when he's... When talking to 100 he's people. Made, he's made a program and only 100 people might know yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying, look, the, the software is our Mine? property. Yeah, it's not yours. He yeah. says, you wouldn't, you wouldn't steal the computer, which is hardware, so why would you steal... The, we've, you know, it's the same amount of effort that we've gone into devise this. Yeah, yeah. So Stop stealing our, like, a uh, computer... Um, Knowledge on it, yeah. Basically, hacking the programs and going, oh, we'll have that. So on November the twenty sixth, nineteen seventy six, they registered the name Microsoft, and by the end of nineteen seventy six, they had seven employees and a revenue of sixteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and it slowly grew for five. Slowly, I mean, I've got the stats here. We're going to go through, but it, 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 I'd say it was more exponential than <laughs> than slowly. <laughs> Once it gets going, it's yeah. fucking. You know, they say snowball yeah, yeah. riding down a hill. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Richter scale. <laughs> now, if if they if you had like a penny share in them, like back in the day, God knows what they'd be now. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't even know if they're on the stock market, but it'd be like ridiculous. Yeah, they're, okay, they're on, mate, they are on the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> of course are they? they are. Yes, yeah. <laughs> of course they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Right. Okay. So, did you um, did you know he got arrested as well? Have you seen that mugshot of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was when Microsoft he was, was laughing money as yeah, well. In the yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was in uh, nineteen uh, December thirteenth, nineteen seventy seven. He ran a red light in his Porsche and um, like, he didn't have a driving license and he doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, ah, whatever, I'll pay the fine. I'll probably just delete the uh, the criminal record. Yeah, 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 I could sack in and change it. Yeah. Strangely enough, there is no record of his arrest. Isn't there? No, <laughs> he probably just did anyway. <laughs> Real. So, so by the end of 1977, uh, he actually got arrested again in 70, uh, before that in 75. He's been done twice for the same thing. He just doesn't care, Fuck does he? It, yeah. So by the end of 1977, with nine employees, their revenue was 381,000. In, in 1977? Yeah. Right, okay. So, so that's like a decent company, that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, 1977, that's a lot of money. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I didn't. I should have really done like some inflation calculations here, but I couldn't be fucked. Over a mil, probably, I'd say. Probably it's, it's a not bit more than that. Nine, nine geezers. A couple mil. A couple mil. If you put it in these terms, I'd say, maybe. November the 1st, 1978, with 13 people working for them, they set up their first international office in Japan, and their sales were at 1.3 million. The <laughs> end of the following year in 1979, they had 28 employees, and their sales were 2.4 million. So it's, it's doubling. It's doubling. So as Microsoft started to grow, he became apparently quite combative, and he, he apparently used to memorise employees' licence plates numbers, so he could keep tabs on who was coming in and out of the offices to make sure no one was bunking out early. Oh, right. So, he, 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 okay. I was like, mate, you should have just... Didn't you, couldn't you write some code for that? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what you do? Yeah, you could have wrote some code and just, like, stuck it on the front of the car and had something which, like... You could have just tracked it. Yeah, dickhead. In, Come in, on. In 1980... Big Bill, you've gone wrong there. In the following year, in 1980, there was a massive deal made, which was arguably um, one of the pivotal moments in Microsoft. Bill's mum, Mary, she was... Very well connected in the business world. And she was on, like I said at the beginning, a board of directors for various companies. And one of the companies was called United Way. Yep. Another dude on that board was the CEO of IBM. Okay. And this is, this is how Bill got in with, with IBM um, for his mum, basically. They were, at the time, the largest makers of computers in the world. And in July 1980, via Bill's mum... IBM approached Microsoft and they wanted to use their operating systems to run their new IBM PC. So Microsoft developed the MS-DOS operating system. He didn't write 
DOS, what he did is he bought that code from another dude for something like 50 grand and developed it to run on the IBM. So he kind of like hacked the system slightly. I, I'm guessing this was a, a moment of opportunity. So he bought he bought the rights. He bought off DOS. The fella. Yeah, and this then fellow has made some other program and then modified it and to changed. run. Yeah, yeah. So I think the opportunity was there, probably all of a sudden, and he didn't, and he hadn't got the code. So he knew how to. It was too big for him to just do. Yeah. So, so he was like, need, I'll buy it off you, and then I'll, I'll, I'll modify it. Yeah, yeah. Figure it. That's what it sounds like to me. But because of this partnership with IBM, Microsoft became a world player with its software being shipped out on basically all of their computers as standard. And then computer games exploded. Word processing software was developed. This is as computer is you know com- the computer world is is expanding. It's going on, yeah, we can send emails <laughs> yeah. instead of phoning people or li- writing letters. Yeah, memory cards are being sold for the first time. And by the end of 1980, Microsoft employed 40 people and they had sales of eight million. So in five years, Microsoft went from a, an idea where they hadn't got any code and they were just blagging it to a multi-million pound company or million-dollar company. Yeah. By the end of the following year, 1981, they had 123 employees and they had a revenue of 16 million. By the end of 1982, they had 220 employees and 24.4 million in revenue. And at the end of 83, 30% of all computers in the world ran on Microsoft programs. They had 476 employees and 50 million in sales, which is insane for back in the day. Yeah. By the end of 84, there were 608 people working for Microsoft and $97 million in sales. But even with this success, he was still wor- he was working seven days a week still, constantly grafting, almost 24... 24- he did I three- think I would do that, though. I, I think he even sees that this is like... Um, there's, the competition is out there to destroy us because re- people are realising this is a, um, a lucrative a, yeah. area, so we have to graft. Just because we're making this money doesn't mean that we can sit back on our laurels. We've got to go for it because we'll just be swamped by somebody else. Yeah, free, He did three days straight sl- working without sleep, just staying in the office, grafting away. Uh, Microsoft launched its first retail version of Windows on the 20th of November 1985 and global domination pretty much followed immediately yeah. after that. And he was still very careful with his money, apparently, even with um, you know, nine hundred and ten employees and hundred and forty million by the end of eighty five. He was flying economy class and just being really frugal. And in nineteen eighty seven, age thirty one, he becomes the the youngest billionaire ever, destroying his own predictions. Because he told teachers, he said, oh, I'm gonna be a millionaire by thirty <laughs> and he's a billionaire. So he's, he's thousand times that. It's insane. What was it, a million times it's a, it's that? It's a thousand, a thousand million. Mi- yeah. Fuck. Mad, isn't it? By 1990, Microsoft employed 5,600 people and they had a sales of 1.2 billion. In July 1995, age 39, with a cool 12.9 billion in the bank, he becomes the richest man in the world. <laughs> Unbelievable. 12.5 billion, did yes. you say? 12.9, but 13 billion, basically. Yeah. And he's been consistently ranked one of the world's wealthiest people since 1987, even though, as we're going to get to into a, in a bit, he's given tens of billions of dollars yeah. away, yeah, yeah, and he's still up there. He was at the big, big bill was at the number one position on the Forbes rich list from 1995 to 2007. Really? <laughs> That's fucking brill, that is. It's insane, isn't brill it? Brill bill. Yeah. <laughs> That, it's, it, 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 it's just mad, isn't it? I mean, 
I suppose with all a lot of these rich people, to get their wealth, unless they're born into it, it it comes really quickly to them. It's not like it's yeah. not like it's built up over forty or fifty years. Usually, it's within like like. 10, 15, 20 years and, and they're like multi-billionaires from nothing to like yeah. like stupidly rich in that time. It's if incredible. Your, if your idea has a scope that you think it does, it tends to happen quite quick. Mm. Um, year 2000, you had 39,000 people working at Microsoft and their sales were 23 billion. In 2013, we'll jump ahead, his net worth in this one year, in 2013, increased by 15.8 billion in a year to 78.5 billion and that was because of a massive surge in Microsoft's stock that's right. fucking it's mad isn't it do you, some, do you want some crazy money stats his personal money I'm trying to I'm guessing that's billion I'm just writing stats down something like that okay right he earned <laughs> personally I mean all this is I wouldn't it's kind of like an approximation because I don't think people really know how much he's, he's no he's going to have m- fingers in pies that he doesn't even know about probably yeah. as well or money that he thought was there, which isn't there as well. This <laughs> is like the matter, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. This is insane, right? He earns $385 a second. $385 a second? Yeah, so if he dropped $100, it's not even worth him picking it up. We just just leave it there. The interest alone on his on his money. Earns I don't like that because that's that's bullshit. Because he, <laughs> yeah, he'd pick it he up. might as well pick it up as well because you, you you're going to get you're going to get an extra hundred and something, yeah, extra three hundred eighty five quid, and it's your money that you've earned anyway. Yeah. If you earn twenty quid, right, and threw it on the floor, well, drops it on the floor, knowing that you're going to earn another twenty quid, you still pick it up, wouldn't you? Yeah, you just look a dick if you did. Yeah, if you went, oh, I don't want it. Just burning money. You just look you a dick. Who's that cock? Mind you, they'd be like, you wouldn't with like if it's like thousands of pounds, would you? <laughs> You'd be like, fair enough, I'll have it. In 2014, he earned 11.5 billion, which works out to be 33.3 million a day. A day. 33.3 million a day, or 1.38 million per hour. His hourly rate is 1.3 million dollars. If you work, if you had, if you charge by the minute, you'd be charging twenty three thousand one hundred and forty eight dollars a minute, which is, ju- I mean, it's it's crazy. It's fu- it is. How's that like like a figure that's allowed? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it was in Russia, it would have been shut down. I think this is why he does a lot of the things he does in later life because he just realizes he's insane. If he gave everybody on Earth ten dollars, he'd still have two two billion two point two billion left in his in his bank. Everybody on Earth ten dollars, he'd still be a Billionaire, two thousand. So we could give everyone ten dollars. Yeah, and in the world, and still have a billion quid or so. Two billion, two billion, two thousand million dollars in the bank. He's like, this is taking a piece. Why doesn't he do that? Yeah, he could do. To mind you, I five him. I just buy loads of like little islands and just like, just you know, make some. What can you do, man? It's just. Make it into like a weapons base. It's like taking a piss. Imagine being him. It's like money's a joke. It's all this. It's like it's like you know you get junk mail through the door, like someone like a like trying to like a tree surge. You know you want you. It's like that, but with money, but millions. It's fucking mad. It's I mean, more I of this shit coming. You don't through. know what to. Yeah, it's like, he's it. probably contributed to de- to uh, like deforestation massively just by having that amount of paper money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, bastard. If he was a country, he'd be the thirty seventh richest country on earth. But if Microsoft. Um, if they, if Microsoft users could claim a dollar for every time Windows freezes, Bill Gates would be bankrupt in about three days, apparently. If what? Sorry. If you could claim, if you were a Microsoft user, and uh, every time your system claim uh, froze, you could claim a dollar. 
He'd, he'd bankrupt him in three days. <laughs> fucking hell. So it's, it's fucked then. It's so it's shit software. Yeah, it's fucking shit, Ultimate mate. blagger. Yeah, maybe they should bring that in. He'd be bankrupt in three days. Yeah. How many times is it fucking freezing? Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Hundreds of billions, apparently. Yeah, fucking unbelievable. On February the 4th, 2014, he stepped down as Microsoft chairman. He's just like, oh, that's enough. He's still, like, involved, but, like, some sort of advisor, but... Yeah, of course, he's, he's what they call it, honorary chairman, probably, where yeah. he still gets some sort of cash, and he just doesn't do anything, except we'll turn up to a meeting and go, figure's looking good. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. Bye. Mate, he earns <laughs> yeah, yeah. $115 on his interest alone per second. He doesn't need to do anything. $15 a second. A second, just on interest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, Al. Interest Const- around the clock. So I've read something. He's earned like a dollar a second since the birth of Christ. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's insane. $115 a second interest. They reckon he's worth, in total, somewhere around $101 billion. But um, he's uh, he's given a lot of it away, as we'll get into. He's got some hobbies, though, as you would imagine. I mean, this I, I, that's, I just... Of course, you can't help but give it away. There's that much of it, but it's too much fucking cash. What can I do with it? I can't bury it in the garden anymore. It'll be be coming out the bottom in Australia. I don't know. He's got a pretty big garden. I've got some stats on his house. (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah. So he enjoys playing bridge cards. Still, he plays. He's played tennis his whole life. Yeah. So he's he's banging to that reading, or more specifically, learning. He said he reads a book a week. Um, I mean, how does he get the time to do that when he's doing all the shit he's doing? Travel, one of the big things he likes doing is going and seeing different sites around the world. Yeah. A lot of poor countries, apparently, and that inspired him to set up the the, Gaun- the, yeah, the Gates Foundation, which we're going to go into in a bit. And he obviously he's got his own private jet. Of course he has. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to, if you've got that much money, may as well. So he's he met his wife, Melinda Gates, in 1987, and they got married in 1994, and they've got three children. I bet you she's doing the worm constantly <laughs> in her head. <laughs> Yeah, just that happy all the time. Cash money, cash money. <laughs> <laughs> His children's there. He's got two, uh, three kids, Jennifer, Phoebe, and Rory, and they live in um, at Gates's Seattle house, which is on the, the shores of Lake Washington. It's called Xanadu, and the house apparently is worth $150 million. It cost him $63 million to, to so, build. So about three days, Fuck three, three days uh, money for him back in the day. Yeah. Was it was it thirty three million quid a day he was earning? And it cost sixty three million to build, so two days. Two days and he's built I'd just go on holiday and yeah. get paid off get my holiday paid to You wouldn't be <laughs> worried, would you? You wouldn't be worried when the builders go oh, I've had some problems, it's gonna cost more oh, one more day. Yeah. Whatever. How much is it? It's gonna cost another twenty even if it's twenty million. Well, I've earned that in, in this conversation. So uh, okay. What we'll I'll do, do is I'll go up in an aeroplane, I'll chuck this dollar bill out of the aeroplane at thirty thousand feet and by the time it hits the ground it'll be worth thirty million. And that'll pay for it. This <laughs> <laughs> house looks like a massive forest lodge, and it's 66,000 square foot. So for comparison, a football field is 64,000 square feet. I'm not talking garden. I'm talking house, okay, like inside. His, his, his house is the size of a, well, bigger than a football stadium. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's got underwater music systems in his pool. His dining room is so big, mate, it can hold 200 people. He's got six kitchens. A twenty. Do you reckon there's a room he's never been in? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Get lost in his own house. Yeah, you, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. There's something that yeah. big. Right? Where's, where's that room, darling? Can you get the um forks from the the d- East Wing? Xanadu six four nine. Where's that? I've never heard of that place. Get the map out. Over yeah, there. yeah, yeah, the yeah. GPS system as well. I'll be back in about two hours. <laughs> so he's got like a twenty-person movie theater. He's like literally got the cinema in his house. Yeah. 
He's got a library, obviously, because he's a avid reader. Yeah. Contain one of the one of his treasured possessions is the Codex Lester, which is a 16th century Leonardo da Vinci man- manuscript, which is essentially just a notebook, one of da Vinci's notebook. He bought it for, for I think it was 30 million, 30.8 million in 1994. A notebook. It's nothing to him though. It's literally nothing no, to him. It's, well, it's, it's under a day's wage, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just it's fuck all thirty eight millions or nothing. Or so it's like it's like me buying it for like one hundred and twenty quid or something. <laughs> it's zero. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah, but why buy that, man? What's in there? What's on that? He knows something we don't. Time know. machine, probably something crazy. Microsoft. He's got a twi- <laughs> <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's early write up. It, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a uh, it's a sixteenth century manuscript on how to build Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's happening? So he's got a twenty-three car garage, and he's also got a a tree, a maple tree, which is his apparently it's his fa- one of his favorite possessions. It's forty years old, and it's monitored twenty-four-seven by computer sensors, which automatically water it if it's getting too dry. The sand on the shore at the bottom of his so garden that goes onto Lake Washington was was imported from the Caribbean. <laughs> just because you can't. Just bring... Well, why not? Just get some sand I've from the Caribbean. got to spend the money somewhere. Yeah, but you spend like 100 million bringing in sand. Ah, fuck it. That's, that's a quarter of a day's wage. I've got 100 billion. What's 100 million? It's nothing. So this tree is like like literally on life support all the time. It's the luckiest tree ever. Yeah. It's gonna, it will live forever. It will. Unless it gets cut down by someone randomly, really quickly. Burn it, piss on it or something, see what happens. You wouldn't get near it, would you? So his children, let's talk about his children, right? Right. You'd think they'd be like, yeah, well, they are going, yeah, they're rubbing their hands together slightly. But I don't think they are. They seem to be quite like well-rounded, sound people, the whole Gates family. They seem like total legends. They're in line to get 10 million each. That's Only 10? (laughs) Yeah, what? I'd be like, Dad! (laughs) No, no, well, you, you can't really moan, can you? He said he wants them to be financially free, but not so loaded that they don't get have the drive to do anything. He wants them to be productive yeah, and contribute sense. to society. Yeah, yeah. makes you sense. Know, you know, they could just go and do nothing what, if they wanted. What are they doing though? Are they doing anything? They're only young, mate. I think like one of them might have graduated like now. They're only like like in the mid twenties. Trick and Bill sits there and goes, "By then, he'd set up Microsoft." Yeah, like, yeah. Fucking come Drick, on, Trick and he goes, "What the fuck are you doing, mate?" You've graduated. I didn't graduate and I had millions in the bank by this time. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Pull your finger out. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking a piece. You're freeloading. What the fuck are you doing? You're comparing me to Bill Gates, Dad. <laughs> yeah. You might be Bill Gates, but you're comparing me to Bill <laughs> Gates. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Stop it, you prick. So he said what he's going to do is until the time that they can fend for themselves, which they're going to do anyway, or until the time that they get their inheritance, he said he'll pay for their education and healthcare, anything else they've got to provide themselves, which is fair play, man. So you imagine going out with Roy Gates, you'll ask him to go out on the piss and he hasn't got the money because like his old man's paying for his healthcare and education, but nothing else. I would not accept that. Yeah, can you spot me 20? You'd be like, your dad's Bill Gates. So like, yeah, but he doesn't give me any money. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy. I'd be knocking on Bill's door. I'd be like, your son needs some money to go on the piss. <laughs> yeah, sort him out. And I'm not giving him the money, all right? Have you seen your house? <laughs> yeah. You can spare him $20. I'm paying for your son here. Sort it out. <laughs> uh, you see, you get him to mow the lawn or something. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? It would take him well, about nine years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? He would never stop. Get him to mow the lawn tomorrow. <laughs> Arguably the most important thing that uh, he's done for humanity. I mean, the, the Microsoft element is pretty important, obviously, but... um. 
he was setting up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But I think it was actually Melinda who set this up back in the year 2000. And since then, they've been named as some of the most generous people on the planet. Uh, they do well, more. You can't not be having that much money, really, can you? Well, he said that the, the wealth... You, you could quite easily just give a billion away, and you've still got a hundred billion. You want to see the money he's giving away. Exactly. But, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like if you compare that down to, like, a pound, if you had a pound and you gave someone a penny, yeah. it's not a problem. Well, it's, imagine someone coming to you and saying, if you... And it's if a billion you, quid, not if, a penny. Yeah, if you give a pound away, you can supply most of East Africa's children with your own vaccinate with vaccinations <laughs> yeah. you're like, for a quid. You're like, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah. I think that when they, when they realised that, yeah. he said that the wealth created by Microsoft came from the people but it has to go back to the people in a constructive way which um, w- what they've done is, is phenomenal. Since its launch in the year 2000, they've donated 38 billion. What? Right? And Since they s- when, sorry? The year 2000. Fucking hell. 38 billion. Billion, which is in, I mean, it's mad. And he could have kept that, and he could have, if he kept that, it would be like about 150 billion in the bank. Well, going, I mean, what? I'm ahead of you by a long shot. Yeah, exactly. What? What's the, yeah, that's the, the fight thing. on Forbes list. Yeah, 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 he's battling with them. I want my money back. Yeah, fuck them kids. Why? Why? You don't need it. I need to be first. Because that prick from Amazon's overtaken me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not having that. He's got a rocket and everything. Yeah, yeah. Dick. <laughs> They sink three billion in a year for yeah, no yeah. other reason than to help less fortunate people. So in 1988, the polio virus was in apparently it was in 125 countries worldwide, fucking up 350,000 people a year. Yeah. And the World Health Assembly launched the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, yeah. which is to help immun- eliminate the disease through mass immunization campaigns. Essentially, they were like, "We've got to get rid of this because it's just fucking everybody." Yeah. In 1988, they set that up. In the year 2007, so it was still rocking on, like that's nearly 20 years later, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they got involved and they gave, um, I think it was something like, continuously giving them 3 billion. So as of today, because of them, apparently there are only 12 cases of the polio virus existing in two countries. I don't know how true that is, but that's the stats I was reading. And they reckon that the last case of polio could be seen this year, just gone. Just gone. Yeah, just because he just thought, fuck it, what's the point of having all these dollar bills in the bank? Might just as well. Get help. Yeah. They donated $750 million to the Global Alliance for Vaccination and Immunisation. And if you look at the decline of child deaths due to the acceleration of new vaccines getting out to remote, you know, poor areas, it's possible that the Gates Foundation has saved 122 million lives. Which is more than the uh, 100 billion in your bank, when you it's think about it, if you've saved that many lives, would you prefer the money or the, or the lives? Fucking money. I mean, the lives. <laughs> it's more about the lives. <coughs> well, he's still got the fucking money as well, man. Yeah, yeah, he's got, yeah, exactly. He's got something like, I think it was worth... It's like a win-win, isn't it? It's like, do you want 100 billion and save 155 million people's lives? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Have a nice life. I fucking will. I will, you fucker. 300 million women in developing countries around the world receive contraceptives because of them. Yeah, and Bill reckons for every one dollar spent on childhood immunisation, there's a forty-four dollar return in economic benefits. Okay, so he's looking at life from a business point of view. You, they're not slaves. They just can't stop it, can they? I bet he doesn't give a tip at the bar. <laughs> you imagine he's even tip. in America, even in America where you have to give tips. I bet he doesn't. I bet he sticks like. I bet he does it like usually like ten percent or something. I bet he sticks like nine point seven percent or something just yeah. to really brass them off. He could just give like a billion dollar tip. We wouldn't care. I wonder what his biggest tip he's ever given. Oh, I might have to find that out. 
you'd have to get him drunk when you have to you, get him so drunk Bill Gates is I bet he turns fucking in, plastered I bet he turns into a stingy cunt <laughs> probably does he probably has his bouncers come in and go zips his pocket when he's drunk <laughs> fuck yeah, you all yeah yeah you're buying me drinks <laughs> yeah, imagine Bill plastered <laughs> big Bill like, do you want to go to a museum just buys it buys half the city as well yeah yeah we can't, we can't book you in today well I'll just buy it so everyone else cancel everyone else and it'll just be us <laughs> can now I own it yeah, yeah, you yeah. haven't got a job yeah, fuck yeah. off yeah yeah Something like 86% of the world's children receive vaccines directly and, I suppose, indirectly because of, of the foundation. It's nuts, mate, because the figures we're talking about, 750 million, 38 billion, which is 38,000 million dollars, have all come out of his back pocket, literally. He's just opened his wallet and gone, yeah, I've done that. Fuck it. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? And it's, yeah. But the thing is, it's just constantly filling up. It's like... I, d- I, d- I don't know how to describe it. Like his wallets, you know, if he, if he had a wallet big enough, he's taking money out and giving it to people and doing whatever, and it's just filling up instantly behind yeah. it. Yeah. It's like a water butt which is overflowing. Yeah, it's like a dam's broken. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. <laughs> if it's local news these days, anywhere around in the UK with the dam exploding nearly. Oh, the dam go, did it? Yeah, nearly, in Derby or something. Today? No, yesterday. And today. Well, they're saying it's... it's when you look at it, it's some fucking dirt's gone missing, basically. Bill Gates will come to the rescue with flying in his Iron Man costume. He'll just fill it with money rather than uh, <laughs> rather than hardcore. Just check. Like plug this hole with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, just go. Is this is this what you do? <laughs> <laughs> it probably would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd, well, he'd, he'd what stop kind it. of shit he's done for a laugh? He'd, he'd be able to throw all his money probably in that dam, right? <laughs> and he'd probably dry it up completely. Yeah, just absorb it. It'd suck all the moisture out of <laughs> yeah, the world yeah. with the amount of cash he's got. Imagine if he just went up to it, went up to like the Fed in America, and went, "Can I have all my money now, please?" They'd be like, "No, uh, they just bankrupt America, wouldn't they?" He probably would, wouldn't they? They probably don't have that money. A hundred. They just he just on papers says he's got that money, <laughs> but yet the bank doesn't have that money. He's not the. It's, it's not like they've got it in the corner. It's but it's it's everywhere, isn't it? They're spreading it out everywhere. So, in in um in 2014. The, uh, the Gates Foundation sank 50 million into fighting Ebola because they really oh, that was apparently that's back as well. Come back to you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of trends which come back, isn't there? So the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation apparently that charity, the organization itself, are going to receive 50 billion dollars when um, when they die. And they said it's not fair that we have so much money when you know billions of others have so little, which is nuts, man. So they're going to get 50 bill straight off the bat when they die. Here you go, bink. Imagine the mad shit they're going to do then. The people were trying to assassinate him. Yeah, well, imagine his security. <laughs> That's going to be it's going to be mad. Apparently, they're asking all billionaires globally to donate half their wealth to charitable causes. And well, it makes sense, isn't it? Like three percent of the population's like uh, sorry, the richest three percent of the world has more than the rest of the population. Or something, something stupid. Of course, like it might be even less. Yeah, than that. it's like one percent. Bill was probably fucking. Marking in that uh, fucking uh, nearly two percent, probably. It's mad. Him it and Amazon man are sitting there fucking going, "We've got two percent of this." Well, if you go through the for- like the Forbes rich list and look at the top twenty people, and then just add all that up and go, twenty people have that much money divided amongst them. You know what I mean? It's mental, isn't it? They reckon if all billionaires give half of their their net worth, so they're not bankrupting themselves. You no, know, you've got two billion. You've still got a billion quid. They reckon six hundred billion will be given in donations by the year twenty twenty, which is, which is mad. <laughs> it just it doesn't make. I mean, it, these numbers are insane. That's half I of it. I can't even like figure it in my head. Do no? you know what I mean? It's weird. And that's only half of it. And they also help le- less privileged children from minority backgrounds getting their learn on. They set their 
the Gates Millennium Scholars Programme up in 1999, which provides financial support to students studying for undergraduate undergraduate degrees. Uh, 1.6 billion goes towards that programme a year, and they pick a thousand students. They fund them. Just go here, you go. Here's some cash. Get your learn on. Fucking. He sounds like a proper nice guy, doesn't he? Yeah. Well. I f- I th- yeah, but I mean. Don't you think when someone's got that much money, it's kind of going to happen? I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that. Like, yeah, he's he's having to do it because he's got all this money. But I think ev- anyone would. I think because it's just like you say, money means nothing. If if you can help someone, you would, wouldn't you? He's obviously a nice guy. Obviously, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. But if you had that much money, and majority of people, I think they would just give money to people for good causes. Yeah. You know what I mean? What like, else are you gonna do? What are you going to do with fucking... How much are you giving away? It's 38 billion to to charities. And then he's giving loads of money to all sorts of shit. You know what I mean? What, what are you going to do with that extra, like, 50-odd billion quid? Which you, when you've already got 102 billion in the bank. It's whatever insane. It is, you're like, I'm just going to go in the bank. I, can't, I literally can buy anything. So, so he's kind of, like, knocked himself off the rich list by, by helping people out. Yeah, bastard. <clears throat> what a fool. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to be number one since 1977 or whatever it was, or 1980. 87 to, <clears throat> well, all the time. Since then. All yeah. the time. I, I'd make that my mark, and I'd, I'd be the cunt where everyone everyone's looking at me, and I'd bring it up in every conversation. Like, when they go, Microsoft is doing well, how do you think? Well, I'm going to keep it going strong because I'm going to keep my number one spot in the world, and I'm going to keep this going until I die. That's like a mad, like a just, dictator. Just to, so they get everyone's going, what's this cock about? You know what I mean? He's, you we know we've got loads dead. of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is just like that. I can answer you. I will. You're dead. I'm not going to answer it. You're just going to die <laughs> later with a bowler because I own a bowler. Okay, yeah. I've got a hybrid version of the virus. <laughs> I'm going to inject it into your eyeball <laughs> and watch you die slowly. So we go social media winner. Oh yes, I've got that. Yeah, this this one's um. How's, how's your right? artwork going on? Right. This is this kind of I, I class it as two pictures. So I've done like an arty. Um, sort of beginning with his name, kind of arty. It's not really arty. Um, I've done, I've done. I'm just describing it. Big Bill. He's got a good smiley face. Obviously, a nice, happy. You ever seen him Isn't frown? It? No. <laughs> well, obviously, dropping lots of money and his wallet sort of falling everywhere, and uh, there's cash in it. Obviously, there's going to be. And he's outside his um, granddad Bill's bank. Obviously. Um, and then I've just got the next picture is basically him giving money to AIDS boy. Um, Ebola boy, <laughs> AIDS boy, and polio boy, basically, and that's it. There it's pretty go. good. There you go. You yeah. see, so the lucky winner of this incredible like, is Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> if I was on Instagram, yeah, 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 yeah. Matty Blake, Matty Blake. So, uh, chuck us your um, your address, your details, and um, we will. Well done, Matty Blake. We'll send it across to you, mate. You've won. Um, probably a highly offensive picture in a way. But also, yeah, he's, he's doing his bit. So, yeah, Matty was saying to me that in the week that he had to lift his privacy so we can see who's sharing. Because, like we said last week, some people have got their privacy settings in such a position that we can't see everybody that shares it. Yeah, is is there a way if if they want to keep the privacy settings, could they send like That's a screenshot or something? Well, or? He, he adjusted his setting, but he also did a screenshot. So if you don't want to change your settings, share it and then just send so us send a us some, uh, on the messenger a screenshot of you sharing it. 
and you might win. With, you never know. There could be a billionaire in f- or a trillionaire in forty years. This will be of these. yeah. Th- these will be worth billions. Yeah. Big Bill's picture will be worth a bill. They were saying somebody bought Rob's drawing from Robots for Eyes for thirty-eight million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, why? <laughs> what do they know that we don't know? It's what it's about. It's, it's like a it's like a, um its own software. This this drawing it will end up like ruining the world. <laughs> yeah, possible, mate. It's po- anything's possible if you look at the Gates story. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, awesome. very good, good old Bill, you know, kind of him, giving money out and, you know, trying to help causes. But I think anyone would have done, honestly, I'm not saying that to put him down because obviously clearly he's done amazing because yeah, he saved 170 million possible lives. But if, you, if you're getting money literally thrown at you, like, from every angle, you know what I mean? If you're having a shit, people walking in with buckets of coins, just going, <laughs> you're drowning in, your face, in money. You go, fuck! You'd be like, just give it away. I'm drowning in yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. I gave a pound to a guy like at the traffic lights what? the other day, and he was walking around with a sign that said, um, "Have a nice day." And he's clearly homeless. And I was like, "Like you see his little tent by the side of the road." So I gave him a quid, and he went, "God bless you, God bless you." And he wandered off, and I felt good about myself. And uh, imagine how good Bill feels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's not about the money; it's about the lives I'm saving. Yeah, it is. I suppose it is, isn't it? Because mm. nothing's about the money to him now. So doesn't you know, mean anything. it doesn't mean he could give. He probably could give someone a billion quid. And go, you made him a billionaire. You go. Didn't even know it was gone. So? You know what I mean? Didn't even know it was gone. I've got to be honest, money means literally nothing to me. So I don't quite know what that feeling is like anymore. Yeah, so the day he made made Microsoft, they gave him the keys to the world. You could go anywhere and get anything you like. Just turn up and wave a bit of plastic at someone and they'll give it you. You want want 100 Ferraris? Done. (laughs) You could literally do that. You just go walking, go boop. You take contactless? It has a $30 limit on that. Do you take uh, the Microsoft credit card? So there you go, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yes. And very we'll good. see you or hear you or smell you. Yes. Or if you want to contact us, so I'm talking like this because it sounds like I'm stuck in the 1950s, <laughs> um, through our social media contact. Oh, what's is that phone going? I can hear. Yeah, just type us in on Google. Sorry, if everyone can hear this sound like this because I'm screaming really close, but just type us in on Google, Robots for Eyes, it'll come up with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of crap. Leave us messages, just don't say hi, okay? Bye. (laughs)